Hi, this is Paul Wiseman, President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Did you know that you can purchase physical gold and silver directly into your RSP, TFSA or any other registered savings plan? With precious metals undervalued at present, now is the time to own gold and silver. Call now and receive one gram of gold for every 5,000 US invested with Guildhall. For more information about this investment, call us at 18778-SILVER or go directly to guildhallwealth.com. Got to uh, welcome to the show the Aiden sisters, uh, authors of the Aiden Forecast. You can go to Aiden Forecast, that's A-D-E-N forecast.com, and Marianne will join us here on The Real Money Show. We are thrilled to welcome back to the show Marianne Aiden. She is part of a duo of Pamela and Marianne Aiden, the Aiden sisters, mo- one of the most influential and well-known investment analysts and writers and lecturers the world over, and especially in our particular arenas. We've heard lots from them and had them on the show before. And uh, I just wanted to welcome you back, Marianne. Hope all is well. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Our listenership always appreciates hearing your insights. So without further ado, I'll get cracking on some questions and hopefully you can get us up to speed on where you think the markets are right now. Okay. Well, the first question we have for you today is we have now, in the face of witnessing the early effects of Brexit, observed incredible amounts of instability and volatility in the world markets. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, do you get the impression that Brexit seems to be, again, just the beginning of something that's much, much larger that, in fact, probably started well before Brexit? Well, I know that's what a lot of people think, and it could be, certainly. We're not saying it's not, um, but to say definitely, I think we've kind of decided long ago that we're just going to take things as they come, and uh, it, could, it could be that, <clears throat> excuse me, the, um, the most important thing is that if you just look at the market action, the, the metals have been extremely strong. Stocks continue to move higher despite the correction following Brexit. And so everything is pretty much uh, looking good. And so we're not going to kind of pick it apart and say, well, gee, we won't invest in stocks because they're overbought or they're ready to fall or uh, another, you know, the Europe. Uh, European Union's going to have more crisis. And, and so these are all speculations, the same with the U.S. election, that those effects, um, anything that's going on in the world obviously could affect the markets in one way or another. Same with the interest rate picture, which is extremely important. But more important is just to take a look at what the markets are actually doing and go with it. And uh, that's what we've been doing and, and not to you know, toot our own horn or anything, but, you know, it's, it's worked out very well. So we're, we're pleased with the results and, and so are our subscribers. And, and so we'll just continue to kind of let the markets tell us what to do instead of the other way around. Well, again, I know that over the years you've been fond of talking about uh, the, the cycles that the markets go through. And, um, I'm getting the sense that if there is some additional volatility, I mean, there are parts of the market which obviously do experience more volatility than others, but I'm getting the sense that gold and silver investors in particular, having seen a beautiful run up here, especially in the silver market in the first half of the year, uh, do view volatility as one of those things that can help and support both metals uh, from time to time. Is it possible that you think we will once again see another very dominant uptrend cycle in the metals at this point in time? Oh, yes. 
Yes, in fact, based on um, numerous historical and cyclical and technical indicators that we follow, the metals entered a new major bull market earlier this year, and there's if anything, this is just the beginning based on the things that we're following. So we see that this market has a long ways to run, and it's looking very, very good. And all of our, even our longest-term indicators, which are monthly, have turned bullish. So, and that doesn't happen very often. So we're very optimistic about the metals bull market and that they'll continue to move much higher. We certainly take a big breath when we talk about that in terms of the medium and long term. We know where the metals markets are are bound to end up because of what the underlying fundamentals have told us. But in the short term, it sure is difficult to sit by idly while the market kind of stagnates, not stagnates, but sits in a trading range. It's range bound. And certainly I, I think that a lot of people could view this as another opportunity to perhaps enter the market. Absolutely. That's what, that's what we're thinking. In fact, they've moved up so far, so fast, and whenever that happens in any market, it's just real normal that a market will take, take a break, so to speak, take a pause, correct downward a little bit, consolidate, and then continue higher. So if anything, this is a very good time to, if you haven't bought metals, um, especially gold and silver, and um, the shares have been outstanding as well. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time to pick some up and, and get, get in at a, at a good buying opportunity, um, which we think is happening right now. And then we think, you know, again, we don't know if it's going to be in a couple more weeks or even a month or mm-hmm. so that this consolidation finally is over and then it moves higher. The markets go continue on in their bull market. Right. Well, let's take a look for a second at uh, the July um, f- July's Aiden forecast. In it, you wrote the following: the other big concern, the area of concern, is what's happening in the interest rate front. Increasingly, more interest rates are going negative. Currently, mm-hmm. for instance, over eleven trillion in global government bonds have a negative yield. That means you pay them in order to lend the money. Borrowers get paid, savers are penalized. Sound crazy? It is. As you said, it is crazy. And I am wondering what type of comparable historic situation might give us some insight on this situation. And if nothing is comparable, how can we survive in a negative interest rate world? Well, that's the big question. And that's when we, like, we really do think that is the factor that's going to really probably push these metals up. If you had to say, okay, is it a future, you know, um, Brexit or, or, you know, whatever might happen on the, on the financial or geopolitical front, those are things that will probably just add fuel to the fire. But the negative interest rate picture, there is no time that was ever equivalent. It's unprecedented. And we have, um, we've gone back 5,000 years. That's as far back as any recorded history of interest rates. Um, and this was back, you know, way, way back. Sure, sure. It's um, the information can be found in a book called The History of Interest Rates. And anyway, going back 5,000 years, there is nothing ever, ever that's been like the situation is today. In fact, there's rarely ever been um, zero interest rates, much less negative interest rates. So in a zero or negative interest rate world, gold is 10 times more 
attractive. Everything, the metals are outstanding because they're, you're gaining more in metals than you are in, in a CD in the bank or whatever. It's just, it's crazy and it really is unprecedented. And people have described it as like a world turn upside down. And so many people don't realize how important this is, but it's affecting all of the markets. We would go as far as say it's the determining factor because it's definitely affecting the metals market. You have, just taking the U.S. stock market, for example, it's been overvalued. It's had earnings coming down for the past five quarters. It's, it sh- the market should be going down, and therefore all the calls that for many, many well-known analysts have been saying that stocks have to fall, they're, they're going to collapse, and this and that, yet the market keeps going up. And the main reason why is because since interest rates are negative, and in the countries that aren't negative, they're near 1% is pretty good. It's, they're they're near, near zero in most countries. So, of course, people are desperate to get some income, and the only thing that looks inviting are stocks and bonds, and therefore they're driving prices higher in these markets. And so that, too, is influencing those markets. And it's influencing, of course, the currency markets. But the most impressive, um, I think, the the cause and effect is seen in the in the metals markets. And that's a it's a very very prudent point. And here in Canada, we have uh, for a very long time had a very uh, passive investment environment in which I'm sure likewise in many other parts of the world, many investors, especially the mainstream investors who don't have the time of day to be focused on their portfolios, sit by very idly and change happens at a very quick pace nowadays. And in the low interest rate environments, they've been in a lot of really good bonds. I think at one point in time, as much as four of every 10 cents were going into bonds here in Canada. And Uh I'm very fearful of the outcome should the market market shift quickly. And uh, if interest rates did start to pick up, how passive Canadians are typically could lead to a lot of trouble in that arena. Right. No, that's very true. You have to keep your eyes open on that because they're not going to stay negative forever but, and they're not going to stay this low forever either. But we've been saying that for, for years and it's been, what, seven years that we've seen super ultra low interest rates. So, or maybe now we're going on to eight years. So mm-hmm. it's, um, who's to say how much longer this is going to, going to go? And it's almost like central banks have, have kind of, um, again, I mean, I don't think you can argue this, um, argue against it much, but I think it's, it's pretty obvious that the central banks are kind of down to rock bottom as to what they can do. And um, as far as trying to stimulate their economies and get things, keep things moving. And so they're just um, taking measures that have never been taken before. And, and it's all still to be seen how this is all going to fall out in the end. I think your take on the situation in terms of um, just looking at it for what it is and seeing the strength within certain markets and going with that flow has been one which has certainly provided some 
a positive relief for many investors. So I'm happy to see it here, especially in Canada. But on that particular note, going into the in finishing up uh, the second half of the year, do we continue to see the status quo throughout the remainder of the year? Do you think it's possible that if we get, let's say, for example, a tremendous um, last quarter and perhaps gold, that we see weakness in the U.S. dollar or dollar index in relation to gold moving higher? And if so, do do we see a correlated uh, drop in the U.S. dollar value? Yes, we think so. We think that's just a matter of time. And again, it might not happen, you know, tomorrow, but it's already the dollar's been kind of topping out, if you will, since last year. It's technically bearish, even though it hasn't really, you know, it hasn't become real obvious yet. It's just kind of slowly, we call it losing steam. It's just kind of dribbling down. But I think pretty soon we're going to see um, the the dollar head down with more force, and then that, therefore, would be really bullish for, for gold. Now, based on what you have both discussed about gold having phases, can you discuss with our listeners why this might be a great time in your portfolio and where prices of gold and silver could be heading in the 11-year phase cycle, if it's correct? Well, if um, this is... As you mentioned, we do follow these different phases and cycles, and some are long-term, some are medium-term, and um, and they're they're interesting. I mean, it's they're not exact exact, but they're close enough to give us a good idea of what we might expect. And they've been very consistent going back to the 1960s, and so we. You know, we put faith in them, but again, we wouldn't, you know, bet the bet the our last dime on them either. But but they do, they are good. And based on the, as you mentioned, the eleven year cycle, it shows that probably gold will continue up until at least twenty twenty. So that gives us another four years of a bull market, and maybe longer. Again, it's it's just like we based on. Again, this is another way of looking at it, but based on previous bull markets and and comparing this one to the previous, which include bull markets that weren't that exciting and others that were very exciting, they, they all show that gold is still in the very early stages of a bull market with at least, you know, another couple, two, three, four years to run. And price wise, this is very interesting because again, Take, you know, play it by ear, that if gold were to just do, in this bull market, repeat the performance of what previous bull markets have done, we're looking at prices anywhere from, you know, 2800 perhaps would be a very middle, medium-sized rise. And if you got up to the more solid rises that were like in the 80s, the 70s, I'm sorry, the 70s and the one that started in 2001 and went on until 2011, then you're talking prices well into the thousands for the gold price ultimately to reach up to five to even $9,000. I know that sounds crazy, but that would be just repeating the action that we've seen already in previous bull markets. And we think that the, the financial fundamentals are stronger now for gold than they were back then. So, again, we're taking it one step at a time, and we would advise your listeners to do the same, but, but just to be on board. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I uh, I recall once upon a time early in the tenure here at Guild Hall doing the Real Money Show, we spoke with one of our largest clients, and of course he has a great uh, great access to to many great thinkers, analysts alike, all over the world. And he told us he said he said it's very odd because none of them. This was back in two thousand and three. Not a single one of the people he was talking to. Uh, recommended or touched on or talked about owning physical gold or silver. Everything was in paper form, which is fine. But even then they weren't really discussing what percentage of a portfolio might be in gold or silver per se. And I always find that funny because that topic brings about the discussion of where we were. And of course, price of silver was, you know, in the $4 range trading down there. And I talked to him and I said, well, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that think that the, it's possible silver could go to $20 an ounce. And he said, oh, baloney. I said, I'll invest because I think it might go to 8 or 9 or maybe even $10 an ounce, but we'll never see 20 And when we got to 20 of course, I talked to him. I said, you know, now it's it's... It's possible we may go to 30 or 40. And he said, no, 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 no. We've topped out. We're, we're, we're near the top. And it did. It topped out in 2008. We got up to that $21 range and it, and it pulled back dramatically down to the $8 and change range. But, uh-huh. you know, as you know, as you well know, these markets are capable of anything once they get going. And, and overbought oh, scenarios yeah. can last for weeks and weeks and even a month. No, it's true. And um, interesting you say that because silver in major bull markets, silver always tends to outperform gold, and it's doing it again this time. And um, that's just another bullish sign. We keep There's bullish signs all over the place. The same with the, the gold and silver shares are outperforming silver and gold, and that's another thing that's very typical in a, in a major bull market. Aside from, as I mentioned, our own technical indicators and cycles and things that we follow, that are all confirming the bullish action, but um, a lot of the correlations, if you will, are also repeating as, as they did in former bull markets. So there's a lot of, it's really an exciting time for these markets. And we haven't said that for a long time. I know. <laughs> it's a bit, it was a, you know, quite, quite a few years there have just kept dribbling down and, and coming down, coming down. And then finally, when it turned around, it was like, well, is this for real? And so we waited a, a couple months before we were really sounding the alarm on it. But yes, it is. And it keeps going up and, and they're looking, these markets are looking great. Well, I guess to that end, before I let you tell our listeners everything they need to know about getting in touch with the Aiden sisters and having the uh, report in their hands on a monthly basis, your overall portfolio recommendations have carried a suggestion as of, uh, to have as much as 50% in physical gold, silver ETFs, gold and silver shares, a combination thereof. Can you explain for our listenership why it might be okay to break from conventional suggested norms of, say, maybe 10 to 15% exposure to precious metals if, in fact, they've done their due diligence and believe in the metals? Well, I'll tell you, I know that seems high, and it seems like, oh, that's crazy, that's too much, those markets are too volatile, but I'll tell you, they're the strongest markets this year. They're, we don't always recommend anything that high. I mean, we were way down to like 5%, 10% a couple of years ago or even a year ago. I'd have to look it up. But we just kind of gradually raised it because for, for one is that they're the strongest markets compared to any other market in the world. So why would you not put more into the strongest sector? That's what we do anyways, regardless of which sector it is. And then we have some in stock, some in gold, 
I'm, I'm sorry. We have the big, the big portion, the 50% in metals and metals related. We have some in stocks, some in bonds, and some in cash. And the bond market's been very bullish, but gold and silver have been stronger. Therefore, we have more of our allocation in the metals. And stocks have been doing well. But, um, again, gold and silver have been stronger, and the gold shares certainly have been the strongest. And so that's the justification for having smaller portions. For example, we have 20, we recommend 20% in long-term government bonds. We only have 15% in stocks just because some of the factors I mentioned of the, the higher risk and, and that, and they are overvalued, they're expensive, and earnings are going down and all those things. But despite that, the market keeps hitting new highs. So, um, but again, they're not as strong as gold and silver. So why would we have more in stocks and why would we have more in bonds? And that's basically the reason why we have 50% recommended in metals-related markets. Well, that's a lot to take in. Believe me, uh, hearing that is certainly, uh, it's counter in, in the sense that a lot of people will go to traditional planners, traditional financial advisors, and hear a lot of a, you know, a different story altogether. They just will not hear that same type of advice. That's why we love having you on the show because, of course, we have a bias towards precious metals, but with justification. There are reasons why to do it. Now, if you wouldn't mind, Marianne, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And if you would like to give our listenership as much in the way of feedback about how to get in touch with you, how to find out where they can get the report and how, please go ahead and do so. Okay. Well, uh, we put out the monthly newsletter and with weekly updates that keep our, our readers up to date. And if anyone is interested, they can go to our website, which is uh, AidenForecast.com, and they'll get information there. And they could also call, this is a U.S. number, area code 305-395-6141, and, um, and obtain more information about the newsletter there. And we'd be happy to answer any questions they may have. Well, perfect. That is something that we will get published to our site as well. And of course, be in this week's Precious Metals Advisor for our listeners, The Connection. We've uh, we've come to the end of the interview, but I want to thank you very much, Marianne, for sharing some of your very valuable time with us. And uh, of course, we look forward as always to the next time we're able to speak again. Oh, thanks so much. And it was a pleasure. Thank you. Always take care and have a wonderful day. And please give okay. our best to Pam. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anytime you want to check them out online, go to AidenForecast.com. Got to thank once again the Aiden sisters, Marianne Aiden, for joining us here on The Real Money Show. Hi, this is Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall Wealth Management. Did you know that you can purchase physical gold and silver directly into your RSP, TFSA, or any other registered savings plan? With precious metals undervalued at present, now is the time to own gold and silver. Call now and receive one gram of gold for every 5,000 US invested with Guildhall. For more information about this investment, call us at 18778 Silver or go directly to guildhallwealth.com. 